I have a health shirt. You've probably seen me wear it that says don't kill yourself on it, like in huge font. Um, and I was wearing it to Barnes & Noble to pick up my Criterions that I bought. <laughs> they were out of Secrets and Lies. I tried to get Secrets oh, and Lies. They were that's out. a perfect movie. I know. They didn't have it, so I only got all that jazz. Um, I mean, that's a good choice, too. I've never seen it. Wait, have I? All that jazz. Wait, what's the one where it's like Sally Bowles? The uh, cabaret. That's that's the one I've seen. Cabaret. There we go. Yeah, I've been. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna get into Fosse. That's gonna be my new thing. Yeah, I think that's. Um, I think that you should. Yeah, but I was. Um, we're getting the mic. I was wearing that shirt, that "Don't Kill Yourself" shirt, and this like guy who literally had to be in his 80s was like so the front of it says don't kill yourself but like mirrored like backwards and the back of it says don't kill yourself in regular font Mm -hmm. and he was like hope that shirt has a smiley face on the front of it and i was like no it just says it again uh but so i can see it in the mirror and he was like that's good i was like yeah (laughs) what is that shirt (laughs) i was like it's a band called health and he was like I used to go to house shows and I went, me too, man. And then I picked up my Blu-ray and I drove away. Oh, no. So if you're listening, dude, you roll. And out came talk. 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 Hi everyone! Hi. Welcome. Hi. Hey. Hello. Hi. Hey. Hi. Hey. Welcome to Straight People Hello. Movies. We're here. Yeah. We're still here. We're still here, baby. Yeah. Not dead Not yet. That. Not dead. You haven't gotten us yet, Austin. Yeah. Well, apparently we're going back to stage three, and uh, I yep. think I'm gonna start wearing a mask again to work. It's great. Same. Awesome. <sighs> love it. We live. We live in hell. We live in hell. We live in. Watch out, cause here we come to hell. Yeah. Um, literally. That's where we're going, is straight to hell. Um, welcome to Straight People Movies. It's the podcast where every two gays get together every single week, and we talk about a movie made for straight people, and we ask the question, why? 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 <laughs> why out? Because here I come. I'm going to do that. I'm going to sing that song so many fucking times in this movie. Why? The band why? with Yoni Wolf. Yes. Why, uh, have you heard the? Do you like foxing? Are you a foxing bitch? Girl, no. Okay. I mean, I don't. I don't know your extent of emo music. No, I'm not. I'm really not. Wise, wise on the new foxing um, okay, album. Bitch. It's. I heard it's that good. the new La 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 album is like co-produced with Yoni Wolf or something. Oh really? Oh fun stuff. Yeah. Did I? Who was I gonna see La 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 open for? Or, no, I think I saw them open for Angel Olsen. That sounds correct. That sounds that right. sounds really correct. Sure. That sounds yeah. accurate. Yeah. Um, um. Yeah. Why? I mean, why? 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 <laughs> so a little bit behind peek behind the curtain of this movie. I have been wanting to do this movie for so long. Yeah. And Kirk was like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And then last week he's like, all right, let's fucking and, do and it. I, Someone else was like, yeah, let's do it. The special shout out to one of our listeners. It's my mm-hmm. uh, partner's sister in law, Rachel. <laughs> Rachel, you're listening right you now. You did this to us. Yeah. <laughs> she suggested it. She would literally like you suggested it again last week, and and then you know, Jesus was at his other brother's wedding, and she's like, you know what? 
movie they should do at Street Football Movies. They should do The Greatest Showman. And he's just like, oh my God, Dylan's been trying to get Kirk to do that forever. And I was like, you know what? Fine. The, the, yeah. We did this. We were doing it and we did it and it's happening. We did it. One second into this movie, I was like, this is a f- the biggest mistake I've ever made in my life. Yeah. <laughs> I feel really bad because Rachel really loves this movie. So I'm really, really sorry, Rachel, in advance. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Rachel, I'm you're incredibly kind. And, and thank I'm you sure so much for listening to our person. podcast thank until so now. Yeah. Uh, but fuck, man. For what? God, what a. What a piece of poop this movie is. Greatest showman. <laughs> the only straight musical to ever exist. And never will exist. That fucking the opening shot that's and then like and he's like doing like Joker pose. I was like, oh god. In no. the bleachers and the lights. I knew I was in for a ride. Oh, babe. Whenever he was, like, doing my lady poses with his hat. Oh, yeah. Oh, baby. Oh. The way oh, – I just wanted to throw this out there really quick. The whole movie, I thought it was set in, like, the 20s and 30s. And then I looked it up, and it's not. It's set in the 1800s. <laughs> that is no, how that's confused the... I am by this film. That's the thing about straight people is that no matter when it is in the past, it's, like, the 20s. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, is. it, it is. It really is. It's, like – Anything post-Renaissance is like the 20s. In every play, yeah, every movie, it just looks like, hey, howdy, I'm, I'm a, hmm, we're, I'm Bonnet Abraham I'm Lincoln's like, from the why don't you come somewhere and fuck me? Yeah, I want to um, get over here and fuck me. It's very that energy. Um, yeah, but it's like John Adams. You know, uh, and I, I'm wearing a monocle and I'm, I'm going to the opera, you see? Yeah. <laughs> Is that yeah. a is that an iron bird you, in the sky? Oh, you falutin, you you falutin kids, you. I don't know. <laughs> Awful. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, it's um, um, it's a movie. It's the greatest showman. It's a, it's a movie. It's a. Movie, it's a movie. Girl. Like yeah, I wanted to do this movie for a long time because a. <coughs> spoiler ahead for this movie. I like one of the songs. I mean, yeah, I know which one it. <laughs> You're about to have a really d- interesting discussion with me, I think, Dylan. I can't wait. Oh God. Okay. Uh, do, do you just want, let's just fucking get into yeah. it. Yeah. Like, what's that? Let's that Should intro, we just baby? intro it? Okay. Let's intro and go. So today we're discussing the 2017 cinematic film, <laughs> The Greatest Showman, directed by well... Michael Gracie in his debut film. Of course. Starring Hugh Jackman. Zach mm-hmm. Efron, Michelle Williams, Zendaya, Rebecca Ferguson, and Kiala Kiala Settle? Kila. Kayla. Kayla? No, Kayla Settle. Kayla Settle? Kila Settle. Kila Settle. And Kila Settle. And well, you didn't write a plot, so I'll just summarize. Shit, I to do a plot. Um, <laughs> so The Greatest Showman is a very loose, I would assume, um biographical oh, yeah. film about P.T. Barnum and his rise and fall and rise again in inventing the circus. Um, mm-hmm. And bringing oddities and quotation marks freaks together to sing and dance and do tricks in CGI form. Yes. And that's the movie. <laughs> and he almost cheats on his wife, and but he doesn't. And But then the person drawing the picture of the almost cheating happened made it seem like it happened. Right. Oh, God. Don't you hate when that God. happens? Isn't it awful whenever you get caught and then like someone's like drawing a portrait of you and you're like, shit, don't draw. Don't stop it. Stop Put that. The pastels down. Put your Put them pencil down. down, sir. Put it down. Erase it. Did they have erasers then? 
<laughs> I don't know. What do they use? <laughs> they just threw it away. They just threw it away. They, they get another like wow. another like papyrus God. leaf or something just or whatever. Like not, artists are just not the same caliber these days. I have <laughs> I have no idea how like anything like was done before like this the the seventies. No, like, me how either. is shit done? Like how do they like invent cars? I know, like the person that came up with the idea for a car literally so big brained I can't even like imagine. Could you imagine having the brain that big to like imagine thing that like doesn't even exist yet? Yeah, you're like <laughs> Oh my god! Like, oh my god! I was supposed to say something so. I'm so dumb. I was like, it's like, like we're watching like the Flintstones, and we're like, let's make that a thing. And I was like, oh wait, no, the Flintstones were made after cars were invented. You thought the the, the Flintstones is like a current TV show? The Flintstones is like Scandal or something? Oh no! I'm so dumb. Well, at least I'm cute. At least you're cute. Yeah. Well, shit. Well, anyway, greatest showman. <laughs> I'm keeping all of greatest that. showman. Greatest showman. What do we think? Um, what do we think? Uh, I thought this movie sucked ass, <laughs> but I'll give it this. It is incredibly watchable. It is so watchable, Dylan. I wish you were <laughs> here. I literally during the song where the little kids are singing about dreams and stuff. I literally started crying and then laughing at myself for crying. And then I was like literally going <laughs> and I was like flailing my hands around. And Jesus was like, are you okay? And I was like, I can't believe I'm crying. I was like, this movie is so fucking stupid. You say that. You say you wish you were there. But literally the second <laughs> this is me started, I started crying. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I... Like I'm, all, I am just a human man. You know what I mean? Like, like I am manipulated so easily. Yes, and it's just like and it worked, and it bro. worked. It worked like most of the time. Yes, I thought all the music was bad except for this is me. I think no, I think the music's great. horrible in it, but it the music worked. Is unlistenable, worked. Well, that's the thing. It's like it's all like everything sounds like a Sia song, <laughs> or it's all like everything is just like. I'm a weirdo, but I'm cool. It's like the it's the curse of fucking of born this way. It's pink. This is pink. It's pink. It's, it's pink. pure pink. Literally, oh my! Jesus goes. This pink. sounds like a pink song, and I literally did a dance around the living room laughing, and I was like, <laughs> "Yes, this literally is like everything yes, pink is selling us in a movie." I know. Down to the circus thing. It's so circus. It's like, you know, whenever she did that fucking whatever silks routine she was like this is who i'm gonna be for the rest of my life oh absolutely but have you ever heard that tegan and sarah cover of just like a pill no i love just like they a did... pill though i love that song oh it's that song's so fucking good um yeah it was like a billboard award and it's incredible you listen to it and you're like oh like tegan and sarah just totally read this off for like two albums oh yeah absolutely yeah. oh my god but yeah the, um, the music yeah. is like i like truly i it's like it's, I. It's embarrassing. It is so eager and so saccharine and so yes. like immediate. Like that's yes. why we were crying, not because it's actually tugging at real heartstrings. It's just like it's a formula that the movie understands and uses every second of the movie. Mm-hmm. That I th- okay, we should just go straight into Pace and Paul. We'll come back to everything else, but Pace and Paul, the people who wrote the music for this movie, um, first of all, should be tried at the Hague. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they need to the, be. The, they need to be on a witch trial. They are. They are a fucking e away from an egot, and they did it in like two years. Who are these men? 
They okay. So first of all, so we all know that Rent the musical has done more harm than good. In this, oh, uh, absolutely. I think Terrible gay marriage would have happened faster if Rent had never happened. Uh, girl, yeah, nineteen ninety-seven, we would have been married. <laughs> um, but they are the youngest recipients ever for the Jonathan Larson Award, which was just like a like a grant given out to like young theater people to like help them produce their stuff. And so they were able to get started and get big in the Broadway. They came from Broadway, and their big, big, big break was they did Dear Evan Hansen, Ugh. which is Kid Garbage. Garbage. And there's a song on there uh, called You'll Be Found that is very much like, this is me. Um, it's just a big, just like, I am song. I mean, like, the I am song is is very, that's a classic, you know, trope in musicals. That's like Corner of the Sky. That's uh, I'm trying to think of other like I mean, I but, like, songs, but like so I'm not an MT Hamilton. I'm not an MT girl yeah so d- did Rent start this like trend like is Rent like kind of square one for like this kind of pop overly sentimental eager kind of type of musical or was there I stuff mean, before eager, Rent was like that I mean musicals are inherently eager I mean, yeah so it's always in that but like but you know what I'm Rent saying was like, a, like it's like yeah kind of like I and me thing. I mean, even that, that's like in the 60s, the shit in the 60s and 70s oh, that sounds like that. Rent was what kind of made it like, we're going to make it punky. We're going to make it a little like modern. Bring it down. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, that's in the mid 90s. Um, and then you have shit like, I'd say like the big musical moments, like even like outside of Broadway. And so, okay, sorry. You have Rent in the mid 90s. And then the next big movement is like Wicked. Right. Uh, and Wicked has one of the all-time greatest I Am songs, Defying Gravity. Right, obviously. Which is like, yeah, oh, Defying Gravity. That's the song, I bitch. And for good I and popular. Gravity. Oh, it's a great song. Uh, a song like makes me like it. My so favorite good. song off Wicked is that popular song. I want to be popular. Like literally gets stuck in my head at least once a week. It's such a, there's like a, there's a song that like covers it or remix it. I hear it at Target all the time. Oh, there is. There's a pop, big yeah. pop song. I don't know who did it, but I think his is yeah. probably know the answer, but like a big pop star samples it. Mm-hmm. Popular. But so that's like 2003. And then the same kind of thing on the Avenue Q, which is what kind of made like musicals like irreverent and kooky again. Right. That was a puppet musical that's like, does not age well. And then of course, I mean the elephant in the room is Hamilton. Right. Well, it was in the Heights and then Hamilton. Right. Yeah. Uh, and Hamilton, like you watch this and you're like, Oh, this is, I don't want to say trying to be Hamilton, but it's like, Hamilton is incredibly like, I mean, Lynn Lamar Miranda is very just like earnest, hard on my sleeve, like, uh, I'm going to make it ma sort of thing. Right. And then this, I feel like dilutes all of that into just that. And it's also the same kind of time around like, that's when Sia is popping off. Right. And, like, when writing this, it's like, Sia's doing all those songs that are just like, you know, Chandelier. I'm trying to think of other kind of big songs that are like, kind of. You know, I am so era, but, outside yeah. that world. It just really. Yeah. I mean, I get what you're saying. Like watching the greatest showman, I'm like, oh yeah, this came at like the apex of like this kind of vibe, for mm-hmm. sure. Like, it reminded me a lot of like <coughs> Panic of the Disco's newer music, like yes. High Hopes, mm-hmm. like Tease. It's very that energy. Uh-huh. It's just all the. It's so weird to me that all the emo and scene kids like became so. Like it's like it just proved that they were all just little theater brats at heart at the beginning yes. of the day, no matter how edgy they well, tried to be. Panic at the Disco was theater in the beginning. I mean, that's true. But they like did it really interestingly in the first album, which is very like kind of like Bowie esque, right? And then they just became just like 
And that was more the influence of the other people in Panic at the Disco. I can go on about Panic at the Disco. Right. <laughs> that, that was more, they were more influenced by that. Excuse but then me. once Brandon Urie took over, he became just like trash. Um, but they also did the music for La La Land. That was how they won their See, Oscar. See, I literally could not. I feel like if you played a song from La La Land for me, I would not recognize any Same. of it. Same. The only thing from La La Land I remember is my aunt lived in Paris. <laughs> the only thing I remember about La La Land is the last 10 minutes, which was the only uh, thing beautiful. that was great about the movie. Yes. Because I didn't like La La Land at all. No. Uh, yeah. I like, that's it. It's like the end well, of it. it's just like, I feel like this movie actually has the same problem as La La Land. Yeah. Because outside it of Hugh Jackman. It has a good beginning and an ending. Well, yeah. But outside of Hugh Jackman, no one can really sing or dance in the movie. <laughs> Which is for me Zac Efron Not only can he not sing He can also like not talk You know That weird Okay him and Zendaya Did these weird Affected accent things And I was like What theater camp (laughs) Coach Did your acting For like Fire them Fire them Because Zendaya was like It was very like Hey give me Give me twenty dollars Like Oh we It's eighteen hundreds Like and like Zach was like, I talk down here. I'm Zach Efron. Like it was so seven percent, seven percent, ten percent. It was 10%. so weird. And <laughs> I literally, I literally adore Rebecca Ferguson, and I think she Queen. is. She eats every fucking role she yes. gets. She ate it here, but I looked it up, and she doesn't oh, sing in the movie. And I'm like, what? what? Why? I don't under. I mean, I know that, like this is not new. I know that like West Side Story, like Natalie Wood didn't sing. So I know that this mm-hmm. is like a part of the tradition of like musical theater film. You know, High School Musical one, Zac Efron didn't no. sing. But I do think it's really interesting that you like. I don't under. So my biggest issue with the Greatest Showman, I'm saying, like, <laughs> this is my biggest issue with it because I didn't. I'm gonna be honest with you. I didn't hate it. Yeah. I thought it was okay. I actually yeah. thought the first half was pretty decent, and I was enjoying it. Every time they broke in a song, I was like, I hate this. But I actually thought the story was like. <laughs> kind of interesting and i was like oh i'm like into this like pt barnum mm-hmm. thing going on but this by the second half it just it's just the spectacle of modern musicals in the heights had this problem too where it's mm-hmm. just like when you watch singing in the rain or you watch like one of those old school amazing musicals it's like these people are actually doing this shit like the yes. dancing the singing like the stunts like the the decor like everything about it is like a feat. It's like, holy shit, they did that. And it's like, it's mm-hmm. not as impressive when you're watching CGI. Like, it's not as impressive yes. to watch Zendaya and Zac Efron's little moment where they're like doing the rope FKA twig style. Yeah. And, but it's like, you can tell it's all doctored. And you're just like, but it's so it's not as fun to watch. Like, I you think know? that's why This Is Me is the best musical number. Right, it's in the just movie, a it's number. Fucking choreo. It's just a, it's number a number with choreo. Exactly. And, and there's dancing. And I feel like the movie falls into that same trap that In the Heights fell into and a lot of like movie musicals in the last 10 years, which is they really rely on CGI for the spectacle factor. Mm-hmm. And I just don't yeah. like that. It's like you watch Chicago, which is probably the last. Chicago I mean, I know people like Mamma Mia. Insane. I know people like Mamma Mia, but like just yeah. stop. Let's just, be, <laughs> let's just be real for a second. The last great movie musical was Chicago. Yes. Period. You watch Chicago, it's like... And there's no... Well, Bill Condon did this, too. He wrote this. Bill Condon, the guy who wrote Chicago. Wow. And, yeah. And, you, yeah, but go back and watch Chicago, Chicago man. Chicago is great. It's incredible. And it's like the set pieces, the, the aesthetic, like, everything about it is so well done. Richard Gere cannot sing to save his life, but he sang nope. anyway. He tried. But his mm-hmm. character was good. It made sense. It's the kind of character that, like, the guy that can't sing in your musical theater class in high school would play anyway. So, like, Exactly. Whatever. 
You know? Yeah. I just, there's something about, I mean, I grew up doing theater. I'm, I'm assuming you did too. Yeah, a little bit. I did tell. Yeah, it's just like, I don't know. There's something to me about the classic traditional way to do theater. And to me, like, that's beautiful and a feat. And I just don't, I don't know. These, mm-hmm. like, overproduced movie musicals these days just don't do it for me. Well, it's like, I, I'm going to bring it up. I'm going to say the C word, Cats, uh, which is all CGI. And it's just full on Uncan- Uncanny Valley. But I would say what's worse than Cats is probably Les Mis. Is Tom Hooper's no, Les Mis. No, Les Miserables is the worst, one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my entire life. Ever seen. It's ever so seen. bad. It's way worse than The Greatest Showman. Yes. Oh. At least The Greatest Showman was fun to watch. Yeah. And the thing with The Greatest Showman is that it feels like it's like 20 minutes long. Oh, yeah. It, it flies by. by really, really quick. Flies I mean, it's sort of dragging near the end, but so do all movies. So Yeah. Um, uh, except for <laughs> last night we watched Fifle Goes West in that movie. 75 minutes. 75 minutes, and everything happens in the last 10 minutes. We love it. It's perfect. Um, Perfect, great movie. But yeah, it it really is fascinating to me. Like, I feel like the things that people latched onto about this film, just based on just observation, were the music and the scenes Mm. with the music. And it's like, sure, the music is like poptimism turned up to 11. And that's Very imagination dragging. I'm not going to drag you for liking it, because like, hey, it's catchy, and it was stuck in my head for like, 30 mm-hmm. minutes after I watched the movie. So like, whatever. This is me. But I do think that the actual scenes, like the actual musical numbers were disappointing. I think that was the biggest thing that I was disappointed by with the movie is it's just like, just give me some dancing. Give me some tap. Give me some, yes. Give me something actually entertaining to watch. Look, huge jacked man. He can dance. Yeah. And he, he doesn't even dance in the guy. movie really that much. No, he just fucking poses with his cane and his little top hat. And I love Michelle Williams, but like, girl, really? You can uh, find anybody else to play her? Nobody. Michelle no Williams. was available. I actually, I, I have it in the, do you want to do this, uh, the game that I have written uh, yeah, let's, now? or the, Let's do it now. Let's do it now. Okay. <laughs> so Michelle Williams is in this movie uh, doing, playing her classic role of uh, being a wife to a disappointing husband. Yikes. Uh, and so I wanted to rank uh, <laughs> all of her disappointing husband I love this. Roles. I love this game. So we're gonna be. We're gonna. I'm gonna give you a list of disappointing husbands, and let's rank them. Uh, I put, actually put Michelle's flop husbands. So these are all her. Flop these are all husbands. her flop husbands. Uh, so we're going from worst to best. I'm just gonna list them out first. Ennis from Brokeback Mountain, uh, Dean from Blue Valentine, Caden from Synecdoche, uh, Daniels in Shutter Island, Lee in Manchester by the Sea, Ryan in Certain Women, and then P.T. Barnum in Greatest Showman. I haven't seen yeah, Certain so Women, but I've husbands. seen everything else. Um, I would actually put that last because he's the, his whole thing is that he's just boring. Oh, you know, she also, um, I didn't finish it cause it was really bad, but she was in this movie called take this waltz with Seth Rogen uh-huh. where she <laughs> plays like a quirky girl and he's like, kind of oh, boring. God. okay, so, we'll throw him in there. Yeah, so they're All tied right. for last tied for last. Um, um, I would then probably put Caden for Synecdoche, New York. Cause it's like, there's. He's like barely a husband slash. It, well, I was about to say for me, I would put there. him higher up just because higher, yeah. he really does only marry all three of the women in the movie because they're objects to him. Yeah. Like that is like okay. the definition, but also like girl, like you didn't see that coming. Mm-hmm. Like that's mm-hmm. kind of her fault. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That'd be the second game. Um, I, okay, maybe like Ennis. I don't want to put him too high because it's like he was going through a lot. He was going through yeah, it. Yeah. And honestly, you know how much I love Linda Cardellini, and to mm-hmm. me, the woman that got fucked the most in that movie <laughs> was her, because yeah. he divorces, he gets divorced from Michelle Williams after she catches him with Jack Nasty. 
Jack Nasty. Jack Nasty. And <laughs> Miss Jack, if you nasty. Yeah, Miss Jack, if you nasty. <laughs> and um, and then he starts dating Linda Cardellini, and things don't mm-hmm. work out. And she has this amazing scene in a diner. It's the best part of the uh, whole entire movie, when she goes. Movie. I just don't understand you, Ennis Del Mar. And it's literally, (laughs) we, as a society, failed by not nominating her for an Oscar for that. Mm Mm-hmm. It should have been one of those movies where it's like, or like how the Emmys they'll nominate like twelve people in a category. Just right. nominate literally fucking. Yes, no, you should but give fucking Randy Michelle. Quaid a, yeah, give yeah. Randy Quaid a nom. Why not? Who cares? Why We're not? giving them out just like the Emmys yeah. do. So yeah. <laughs> might as well. Have eight nominees. Who, the, who fucking cares? But yeah, I mean, I agree that Ennis was just doing the best he could under circumstances that just could. really sucked. You know. Um, yeah. I do think that the worst fuck up of this list is absolutely mm. Ryan Gosling from Blue Valentine. Yes. The part in that movie where he goes to her workplace, she's like a fucking nurse or something. And he pops off at her in front of all of her coworkers. I literally mm-hmm. was like, I don't care how cute he is when he plays the ukulele bitch. Get the fuck away from this man. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care how much you ate your pussy out. Get away. I also Get away. strongly dislike that movie. Um, Interesting. I love You know, movie. the whole thing's improvised. Even better. You know I love improv. I mean, you know I love a Mike Lee joint, but... I Maybe. truly think some like um, I thought the dialogue was so bad in it, and I was like, "Oh, it's because they're improving." That yeah, makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> um, I would go a second place. I'm also gonna spoil Manchester by the Sea if you haven't seen it. But Lee, because he burned their kids down, because uh, he murdered all their children. <laughs> he murdered all their children because he was an alcoholic, right? Because he had to go to the store at like four in the morning to get beer. Yeah, so uh, that's a big fuck up. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Uh, maybe he should yeah. be number one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, they're tied. We have a tie for last, a tie for first. But I feel, I feel like uh, Manchester by the Sea, like, kind of like paints it as like he's also a victim of his own. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, that's maybe that father's. Yeah, like he had a fucked up childhood, so he like mm-hmm. fucked. You know what I mean? It's like there's like a yeah, there's a imp- there's an empathy you're supposed to have for him. While I feel yeah. like there's nothing empathy, like there's nothing to sympathize with Ryan Gosling's character other than he's just like a shitty dude who was possessive over his woman. Okay, yeah. kind of all right, we'll put that first. So I don't know, that's me. And then um, uh, Shutter Island uh, also killed yeah. his kids by accident. Or did she yeah. kill? She killed the kids. I don't I remember. think she killed the kids. Did she kill the kids? I think she went cray cray. Mm-hmm. She went crazy and she killed their kids. In Shutter Island, is that the one? That's where Patty Clarkson's in a cave, right? Oh my God. Bitch. <laughs> Some of the best supporting actress roles of all time are all in Shutter Island. Miss Emily Mortimer, Miss <laughs> Patricia mm-hmm. Clarkson, and Miss Michelle Williams mm-hmm. all eat dinner eat. and dessert in Shutter mm-hmm. Island, Mama. Like, they had no right to be that good. And Patricia Clarkson <laughs> literally plays a conspiracy theorist hiding out in a cave, and she yeah. murders it, Mama. It's like the best scene Merches in the whole movie. It. Pause to talk about 30 Rock for one second. You need <laughs> Every to watch episode. 30 Rock. You know about Shutter Rock because Emily Mortimer is basically like the villain at the end of season one. Uh, and her whole thing is she has uh, avian bone syndrome, so her bones are hollow like a bird. That's good. So, I like that. It's so good. And she looks like that would be true. It's it's incredible. Um, and then, yeah, I guess that P.T. Barnum right in the middle. Because he's he's just he's, – he's chasing the wind. Yeah. I, I, I think for me, I understand they had to give him an arc. But I think that's for me when the movie really started falling off for me was I was just like – I don't know. I just wasn't buying yeah. it. Like, I was like, oh, so he just wants so badly for, like, rich people to like him that he, like, mm-hmm. finds it. I thought the whole subplot, as much as I love Miss Rebecca, 
you know how I feel about Miss Rebecca. Mm-hmm. I thought right. that whole subplot really brought the movie down. I just thought that like yeah. what we're here for are the the acts, like the people in the circus. There was not enough people. The people in the circus there weren't in the movie enough because no. they're the best part of the movie. I feel like Zendaya doesn't talk until no. like there's an Dude, hour into Zendaya's it. role is so sad. It literally was like the most tacked on role. And also I said this while we were watching the movie. There is nothing more fucked up to me than having a subplot that has to do with like people looking down on interracial relationships in a movie, but they don't even like actually address it. Like they just no, kind of address it and are like, Oh, like she looks like the help. And you're just like, no Disney, if you're going to no, go there, this. you need to go there. Like if you're going to talk mm-hmm. about these issues, you need to fucking talk about them. You can't just like mm-hmm. throw it in there for set dressing. Uh, 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 also, if you're going to have one of a, our greatest and be one of our hottest men in the entire world with Yaya Abdul-Mahin, so who was he in the not, movie? Was he her brother? Yeah, he was her brother. Oh, okay. He has negative zero lines in this movie. He throws the first punch. Throws the first punch, yeah. Incredible. But like, he is one of, him and fucking Watchmen, like, Barbara, are you kidding me? I need to still watch Watchmen. God damn it. Ten episodes, please. I know, I know. Gene Smart I, holds a giant Starting Louis right Aldo. now. Please, thank you. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, after, I, I, yeah. It, the movie just, I feel like the movie starts off really well because it's really focused. And then it mm-hmm. starts blasting off into like five different directions in the second half. And yep. I'm like, okay, like let's concentrate on one thing. This is a f- musical, honey. Like let's not yeah. make it convoluted. No one is defined. No one is like fully like everyone is very surface. In this Everyone's surface very, except for P.T. Barnum. Except for P.T. Barnum. Literally everyone. That's, Even Zac Efron's character. It's like they literally their background Barnum? for his character was like, oh, he is like a theater writer Producer? who makes work that people don't like. Yeah. And he somehow gets convinced in the worst song. I think the worst song in the movie is the song that he and, and Jack, Hugh Jackman sing at the bar. Oh, at the bar? Oh, it's terrible. It sounds like, Zeus said it sounds like, uh, oh man, what's the band called? Fuck, Florida. Florida Georgia Yeah, line? yeah, them. <laughs> it sounds like a Florida Georgia cool. Line song. And he showed yeah. me a song and I was like, this sounds exactly like yeah. this. Well, and then like the, the first song, that one that's like, that goes on for literally 10 minutes uh, and then they reprise it at the end. Oh no. When that little, when that little girl reprised the second song, the dream song, I was like, shut Mm -hmm. up. Shut up. You know what it sounds like? Shut up little girl. It sounds like from this moment on by Shania Twain. Oh my God. I love that song. That's a great song. Great song. Great song. Shania fucking whips. Also Shania and Huckabees. We've been talking about Huckabees in like five episodes. Shania Twain, best cameo of all time. In I heard Huckabees. Um, but yeah, there's just a lot. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. It just... Mm-hmm. It's a long music but video. I will, that's what but this again, is. Yeah, I, I think that's my issue, though. Is there were, when they stopped singing and there was a plot, I was actually like, I'm kind of into this plot. Like, I'm, like, actually yeah. a little invested in this. Like, I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Uh, but the music really is just grating. And mm-hmm. the... Yeah, none of the characters have anything to do. Just such a disservice to make a movie where it's about inclusivity and, like, quote-unquote freaks being, like, accepted. And then that doesn't even end up being really the, like, no. center of the movie. I thought that was, like, a waste. Of- and that's what makes the movie straight to me is there mm-hmm. is kind of a queer angle that could have been had with those. Yes. Especially that great song, the one good song, is kind of like a yes. queer anthem, Loki. And then is. the movie, like, squanders I mean, it's, it's that. It's sung by literally a bearded lady. Yeah. It's sung by, like, someone who's, like, outside of gender. Yeah, lines. and, and like, 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 they kind yeah. of squander it. So it's, like, a really disappointing mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, and it's crazy because it's like, I, I, I don't know. It's just, one second. 
that movie, that song is so good. <laughs> and it's clearly the centerpiece of the movie. And I feel like they wrote the movie around that song. Totally. They had that song first. Like, okay, like, what do we do to make make it, you know, an hour and a half long? Yeah. And then they, they end up just being branching off so far from that center theme that the movie all mm-hmm. just kind of, like, doesn't hit by the end. Yeah. You're not like, wow, like. Like, I liked that he betrayed them. That made sense to me. And that he has to, like, mm-hmm. come back. Like, but it just it's too yeah. much about him. It's just too much about him. Yeah. I wish it was more about the P.T. Barnum experience. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. Even though the circus um, scenes are abysmal to watch because it's like, oh, they look I love the circus. I've only been once, but I have very fond, like, a very fond memory of when we went. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. And I love, like, circus stuff. And it's just so yeah. hard watching, like, people like Tim Burton and this movie, like, just destroy the circus yeah. for me because I think it's like, like so circus beautiful imagery, yeah. and I love like clowns and all that stuff and I think there's like the aesthetic is so cool and I feel like the movie just like CGI fucks it out of it just mm-hmm. I it really irked me yeah I feel like the circus is one of those things that's like it's very easy to be bad at portraying like look at do you ever see the do you ever see the Tim Burton Dumbo uh, absolutely not I refuse I love I love boring. the Dumbo is one of my favorite animated movies ever oh, it's a beautiful movie yes but yeah, like circus shit, it always gets like, it's one of two things where it's like, it's very like, very earnest and kind of not in the present day, or it's like, we're going to be a spooky circus. I know. We're going to be scary. And it's like the spooky Rob has zombie. that like spook factor because it's like all like freaks and oddities and it's like, mm-hmm. like, you know, but I think that, yeah, it's pushed too much. Like yeah. I didn't want to see Tim Burton like gothify it. Because no, it's not no, the no. same thing. It's a different thing. No. Um, real quick, I want to go back into this as me. Uh, watch out, because here I come. But it was a very, very, very close second place at the Oscar for Best Song. And I re- like, I, I'm a very close Oscar watcher. And like, this was like Pasek and Paul fatigue. It was so high at this moment because we all like were. This was a, the a year after La La Land. Right. All right. So this was yeah the year after they won the Oscar for La La Land. And as soon as that Oscar went out, because it was for City of Stars, which like isn't even the best song from La La Land. Like that's like it's the audition song, which is the yeah, that's, that's the best part. Stone one, that's the one. Uh, and then it beat out How Far I'll Go from Moana, and that would have given Lin Manuel Miranda his egot. And this was before we all turned on him, right? Uh, and people were just like, "How fucking dare you deny Lin Manuel Miranda his egot for the boringer song from La La Land, a movie that we all secretly hate." And so whenever they get nominated the next year and it's like, oh fuck, it's this is me. They put in the ceremony, they put the present, the, like the performance of this is me, like right t- before the award was given out. And like, they were all the people in the movie were like coming in the crowd, like in the audience at the Oscars. And it was a whole big thing. And everyone, Keila settles was just like out there singing, watch out. Cause here I come and doing the like fake cry thing. And you're like, oh fuck, they're going to win again. They're going to win two years in a row. Oh my God. And then, Coco. Oh, thank Christ. Remember me from Coco. The song that made me cry three different times. I mean, I hate to be like a white <laughs> hipster gay, but I really was like gunning for Sufjan to win. Whenever Sufjan, St. Vincent, and Moses somebody just pop up out of the stage. I know. <laughs> and they it's just like, is play, this the Pitchfork uh, Festival or the Oscars? Pitchfork Festival. <laughs> That's the most Bruce Valanche you've ever been on the pod. <laughs> Yeah, Mystery of Love. Although I like Visions of Gideon more. I mean, I prefer that song too, but that wasn't the one that was nominated. No, that wasn't. So. If, uh, I wish we could have given. What do you think his speech would have been like? What do you think Sufjan's He would have been, been like, like, oh, wow. Um, um, I want to thank God. I want to thank 
God, my Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you. And um, um, yeah, just um, thank, thank you. That's it. Thank yeah. you. Um, bye, Carrie and Lowell. Thank you. Bye. bye. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, he's probably not like that because honestly, when I've seen him live both times, I saw him. He's a talker. He's a he's fucking so talker. Funny. And he's funny as fuck. He's hilarious. I, I think I've talked about it with you before. And maybe have I talked about it on the podcast? Maybe I have. We'll talk about it now. We'll talk about it again. Um, when I saw him on the Carrie and Lowell tour, he literally uh, went on a five minute long rant about how much he loves to bring it on all or nothing with Hayden Panettiere and Solange Knowles. <laughs> like literally was like, he I is... really like bring it on all or nothing because it's like, it's a, it's a tale of like this. And he was like, he was literally like picking apart. Like he was unpacking, bring it on all or nothing for us. And all of us in the audience were just like, let him do it. He's really upset about his mom. <laughs> so he's going through it. Jesus Christ. Uh, I saw him the tour after that. I saw him when he just did a couple of loose shows at I saw him open, or headline Pitchfork Fest, and it was like a reprisal of uh, the Age of Odds tour. Nice. I mean, I saw the Age of Odds tour. It's the best yeah. show oh, I've ever yeah. seen, I think. He's incre- incredible. He did all of fucking um, Impossible Soul. Yeah, I got to see that too. It's so like, cool. Incredible. But he would do all the, he would do all the Carrie and Lowell songs, but as Age of Odds, so like they would that be like all sick. like in <laughs> in their like eighties glow shit and be like, We're all gonna die. We're all gonna die. That's amazing. Say it again. It Say it again. So <laughs> We're all gonna die. Oh. <laughs> um incredible. I love that. Um it's really weird to think that after Mystery of Love that Sufjan like kind of catapulted in is kind of like yeah. low key, like kind of famous now. And people like, and what I love about him is that after that, he's like, I'm going to make a hour and a half long pop album that no one cares about and no one likes. <laughs> and then I'm also going to do like an ambient project that's five parts. And then now he's like doing some like collaboration with somebody that no one cares about. And yeah. it's like, I love that he's just still doing him. Yeah. He's just, he just does crazy shit every time he does. It's like, he always does like one for us, like 10 for him. I know. And, yeah. and I love being a fan of his for this long because I feel like all the new fans are like, what is this? And I'm like, oh girl. Get ready, this is bitch. your BQE, I guess, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you ready to enjoy being a Sufjan fan is being like, okay, like you gotta like wait for him to do like five releases of like middling okay music, and then you're like, oh yeah. shit, Age of Odds, you know? Oh thank God, God, Age of Odds, what a what a perfect record. album, perfect album. Yeah, I Sufjan can do no wrong. I, I mean, agree. He does a lot of. I mean, he does a lot of wrong. Oh, absolutely do no wrong. Absolutely does a lot of wrong. His Tanya Harding song. And you know what the most wrong thing he's done? Not having sex with me. Correct. Because he is so smoking hot at 46, no less, still. I can't believe it. Looking so cute. I want to just, I just want to pinch him. He's so cute. I just want to pinch I want to be his predatory wasp. Oh, yeah. I'll be the Palisades. (laughs) We were in love. We were in love, the Palisade Palisades. Oh, girl, I'll be the owl and the tanager, honey. You know what? You know whose dress looks good on you? This one. Oh yeah. Um, man, sometimes I just think of the predatory wasp of the Palisades and I start to cry. Me too. It's a perfect queer song. <laughs> it's like, it's incredible. I feel like it's the kind of song that like Arthur Russell would have heard and he would have just like mm-hmm. cried for days. He would have cried for days. Yeah, like, inconsolable. I don't. Um, I need to put some stuff on on the wedding. I don't know what wedding songs we put on there. Um, Casimir yeah. Pulaski did. I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. <laughs> There's not, you think there is, but there's not. You know what there's I mean? Not. It's you one can. of those things. You think there yeah. is, but there's not a song. Yeah. You can't, like, I was like, to be alone with you, but no. 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 It's about Jesus. His, I, it's about Jesus. 
I promise hot, we will though. stop talking about Sophia. Oh, his thing for Jesus is so fucking hot. Okay, I have two things about Sophia that are incredibly stupid. <laughs> One. Wait, I already... Oh, no. Sorry. I have two things about Sophia that are incredibly stupid. One, I will just sometimes listen to his... Uh, it's on the Christmas album. It's the Come Thou Found Every Blessings version he does. Uh-huh. One of my... I would say top three Sufjan recordings. I mean, yeah, his Christmas stuff is like incredible. Well, this is like, it's not even like a, it's like, it's, it's just like a standard Christian like hymn. And mm. it's so beautiful. It's incredible. It was in an episode of Friday Night Lights. I fucking love it. <laughs> second. I forgot what the second thing was. One second. We've spent more time talking about Sufjan Stevens than we have about the British. I man. know. And I already forgot what the second thing was. Oh God. Whatever. Let's just keep going. It'll come back to me. It'll come back. Well. It'll come back. Well, do we want to go into why do straight people love this movie? Yeah. Um, yeah, let's do it. I think it's the same thing with, like, it's like Greg Gatsby, where it's like, it's the old time, but what if it made it cool and modern? Yeah, and here's the thing. Like, I want to ask the audience again, but no one will give us any answers. No one. Why? I want to understand, why? like, I feel like it is a straight people thing. Like, this whole, like, old-timey but make it modern thing. And I think it's specifically, like, women. Like, straight women, like, really love this. Because I feel like the Great Gatsby and the Great Showman, I feel like, had a lot in common. Mm -hmm. Aesthetically. And I feel like women specifically, like, really like this movie. And the Great Gatsby. And I'm just... I'm just... I'm just want to... Like, I'm just trying to... You know, I'm just trying to understand. That's all. I just (laughs) want to understand. The appeal. um, because it's like it's not like bad. I'm not trying to be a jerk. It's just like it's very unique and different and a specific thing. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. don't get it. <laughs> I don't know. It's like I don't know. It's it, it feels very. It's 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 kind of like it makes the old times have like look sexy and like like sophisticated. And it's like it makes you think that like the old time was sophisticated. And if I watch something that is like evocative of a sophisticated time than I am sophisticated. I don't know. Is that it? When instead you can just watch something from that time. I just feel like straight white people really fantasize a lot about the past and the rest of I us know. don't. Yeah, I don't want to go back, girl. I mean, I would go back... to like the 60s. Yeah. San Francisco. Yeah. 60s, San Francisco. Yeah, 60s for sure. That's probably the yeah. only thing on my list, though. And then, like, yeah, like, if you're gay, like, everything else is just full of death. I mean, so are the 60s, but it's yeah. the best we got. It's all so that's yeah, we got. Truly, is it? Yeah, it's like a six-month period in San Francisco. Well, you know, being in the ranks in World War II, not dying, they were fucking. Mm-hmm. Let me tell oh, you. Oh yeah, they were. Ooh, you know baby. It. Ooh baby. Ooh. So I remembered that. my Sufjan thing. Yeah. And I will cut this in. I promise. Okay. I remember my uh, second Sufjan thing. And okay, so the second Sufjan thing. So that song, "No Shade in the Shadow of the Cross." Mm. Beautiful. I think that's his coming out song. Yeah. Because the shadow, not because of the lyrics, but because the shadow of the cross, what is that? It's a T. And he's saying, no T, no shade. And that's oh my God, shut the fuck <laughs> up. That's what it was. Anyway, I feel like Sufian would actually on. really like that analysis, though. And we got, if I ever met him in Brooklyn, he'd be like, that's exactly what I was thinking. He'd be like, just stay away. Let's go have sex. Just stay away. And I go, okay. You startled me. <laughs> Okay, why else do straight people like this movie? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. The is it straight? Is, Are we wrong? I know. I do think it's straight because it's like, there's nothing, the music in it, none of the music's gay. No. Except for the one song. I, 
Except for the one song in the middle. I think... But even that, like, it's gayness. It's very, like, this... Uh, what straight people think gayness is, which is just like, I'm proud to be me. Yeah, it's it's very performative, like, queer baity kind of like... It's like a pink song. It's it like, like no one asked song, for yeah. this, but thanks? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, okay, we're doing a coming out song in 2017. Uh, you know, it's, okay. it's very like Macklemore's song about yes. being, okay, being gay grade, is okay. I I was gay. It's very that energy. It's the... it's. Did you ever watch the other two? I love that show. Yeah, it's... <laughs> It's his. It's the the brother's gay song. Yeah, it's very that. Yeah, I feel like. Yeah. Well, we've talked about this before, but like all historical dramas are kind of straight, just period, no matter what mm-hmm. genre it is, because it's just like we said. I don't feel like gay people have this big of a boner for like that sort of stuff. Unless like straight people do. Like I feel like straight people like love that Victorian era shit. Mm-hmm. And well, like we're thing, like, just like girl. Like, we even let them have Oscar Wilde. We won't even take him. We're like, you can no, keep him. No, he's fine. Yeah. We don't want that. Him. He's fine. I think the thing, okay, so straight people want to watch movies about the past. Gay people want to watch movies from the past. Exactly. Exactly. I agree. I agree. We like to watch old movies and, like, mm-hmm. pretend that we're Judy fucking Carol Lombard. But, like, mm-hmm. they want to watch a movie <laughs> yeah. that's inspired by Carol Lombard. Exactly. With CGI right. and fireworks and Hugh Jackman. Yeah, it's like they wanna they wanna hear. It. I mean, I feel like the straightest song of all time is like "Earned It" by The Weeknd. Yeah, where it's like you don't want a song that is like actually one of those like big band. You want somebody's like take on it. I'm like you don't want to have yeah. low key shook that Fergie didn't make like a cameo in this movie because I feel like this is very her <laughs> lane. Isn't Fergie in nine? Oh, she is in nine, honey. <laughs> the best cast of all time: Marion Cotillard, Penelope Cruz, Fergie. <laughs> The most 2009 lineup of stars I could think of. Fergalicious definition. Make the boys go crazy. Yes. Um, But yeah, Yeah. I mean, I do think it's the past. I think that, I mean, I do think that straight people are especially attached, especially straight women are especially attached to the whole like rags to riches storyline, especially the poor boy, rich girl thing. I mean, it's in Titanic. Mm -hmm. Um, It's in The Great Gatsby, actually. Whoa! Oh, oh, I unlocked it. I unlocked it. I unlocked it. That's it. Oh, my God. There we go. Ah! It is that. We we hit the big button. Straight. (laughs) Break the glass. People, mostly women. Sorry to to generalize here, people, but it is a podcast called Straight People Movies. Yep. I feel like they really love that. That. What do you call it? That thing. That rags are rich. Well, that's the thing. This is where we're going into Chapo Trap House, but it's like... That's capitalism, bitch. Yep. Straight people love capitalism. They love bootstrap. We figured it out. We figured Y'all it out. love capitalism. That's the answer to why we had to answer it ourselves. But that's why straight people. But I think it's but 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 it's not capitalism though in a weird way. I mean, it is. It is capitalism. Oh, girl, mama, she's she's exploiting uh, the the working. Well, class. of course she is. But what I mean is the romance at the center of all three of these is the mm-hmm. man being like, no. I'm going to like be a somebody. And the woman is like, no, I never wanted that. I just wanted your love. Yeah. Well, they're both you know? projections of their social class. Right. But I mean, it's obviously very easy. And he says this in the movie. It's very easy to be like a rich girl and be like, no, like yeah. let's just be in love and stuff. But like, no, that's not realistic. Like you got to feed yeah. your family. But like, I, exactly. I, I do think it's really interesting that like, I feel like women love that like whole, like, mm-hmm poor boy fantasy of like a man who's like a dreamer. He's artistic. He's creative. He's different than the other guys. And that's what they want. You know? Um, 
And is that what the women get? Is that what the women get in real life? Well, uh, yeah, it's like it's that's common. People buy pulp. Like, uh, absolutely. There we go. It's 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 a tale as old as time, song as old as rhyme. Uh, I, I, as far as what makes the music about it straight, though, I kind of want to reverse engineer that answer. Okay. Like, okay. What makes a gay musical? Um. Well, I think um, musicals are inherently gay. Yes. I because it's. Uh, I think. That's a really hard question, actually. Yeah. Is what really does make The Greatest Showman that much different than any other musical, really, when you think about it? Well, I was thinking, like, what are some of the big gay musicals? like Cabaret. But Cabaret, Cabaret literally, like, the lead character is bisexual. There we go. So, um, so that maybe is a little too like, gay. Let's talk about, like, a classic. Like, Singing in the Rain. Singing in the Rain. Singing in the Rain. Oh, Singing in the Rain is so fucking right. good. Why is Singing in the Rain gay? I mean, the guys in it are very bro-y. Like, it's not like it's that gay in the sense of like the characters are gay. Mm-hmm. Is it the female leads? Is that what it is? Is that the missing ingredient of the greatest showman is that we don't get like, a, do. we're not getting our son foster Bernadette Peters, like mm-hmm. Liza Minnelli moment. Mm-hmm. Cause I think that yeah, and, like, might the be women, like, I mean like, like Kayla Settles like would be like, she, I feel like she has, this is me. And then this kind of like put back in the, in her little box after that. Like whenever she should be like a very central character because like Zendaya like at this time like hasn't like figured out what makes Zendaya Zendaya so it's like not that interesting well, to yeah, watch. Yeah, her Zendaya. character's not bombastic and like she does nothing like they don't give her anything to do. Michelle Williams is just a wife and then Rebecca Ferguson's just beautiful and that's it. Yeah. I think that's oh, what the missing ingredient is for me. I think that that yeah. we don't get our Debbie Reynolds. We don't there's mm-hmm. no one to latch on to like the gays we need an icon to latch on to. Yeah, and it can't no be icons. a man. It has to be a woman. No. Yeah, and all the men then be like they have like they don't really like move that much. I know. It's like, it's like, like when you static. watch like, a Gene Kelly movie, it's like, God, but the guy can fucking dance, he can dance and he's bitch. got so much personality and it's like mm-hmm. beautiful to watch. And we don't get yes. that in this either. Exactly. Exactly. So that's what it is. Okay, we reverse engineered it. There we I go. Agree. I think it has to do with the female leads. I think it's like yeah. any musical, it's like it's all about like the it's like the king and I. Mm-hmm. Well, you like, know, even it, like we need the woman. Yeah, I always get shit on for. Like, I still love Hamilton. I still still think Hamilton is incredible. But like that event, it is about like a bunch of men. But like the event, the the musical eventually tell turns into the story of the women. Right. I I don't know literally anything about Hamilton. I've never seen it. Never listened to it. I don't. Uh, yeah. It's also, well. I, mean, yeah, I know. It's, I it's, know the plot. You don't have to describe that. To yeah, me, but. yeah. Yeah. It's Hamilton is very good. But like the, all the best parts that maybe are are the women. Right. Like. It's it's it is actually kind of straight because like all the the men get all like the the plot movement and then the women get all like the, they just they just get all the flourish. I mean, I would argue but, that like, Hamilton the is the straight part. too. I feel like In the Heights yeah. was kind of straight. I mean, In the Heights did have the uh, the woman who owned the salon. Who yeah, made everyone, yeah. <laughs> made everyone and then dance. also like, wow. Oh, bitch. Uh, that's my favorite number in that whole. That I feel like yeah, that in the Heights is like, final number. In the Heights is, is bisexual. Yeah. Bisexual, good. The thing, it's although it like loves New York too much to be. <laughs> it loves New York way too much to be. To yeah, it's be like gay. calm down. We get it. Y'all have a subway. Um, but yeah, I okay. think that. But that's kind of what we've been talking about, you know, like with Shrek and now with this. It's like, is the whole world just slowly becoming more straight? It's like they I took animated so. movies away from us, and now they're taking musicals mm-hmm. away from us, mm-hmm. and it does feel like we're assimilating. Yeah, I don't like because young gays like the, the Greatest Showman. I think like the the awful. ones that don't know any better. Here's the thing: talking about superhero movies, X Men, 
Magneto is right. Ask any gay. Mm-hmm. Magneto is right. Mm-hmm. And we need a Magneto. And is that this podcast? Probably. Because Dan Savage decided to be lame. So <laughs> now we're here. Mm-hmm. We're here. We're all you got left. Yeah, I think it's like, it's even like Call Me By Your Name and like, and even like Portrait of a Lady on Fire, I hate to be that guy right now, but it's like, mm-hmm. it's like even our romance movies need to like appeal to everybody and like happiest season. If we're going to like yeah, a popular like, movie. I don't want to be like, I don't want to be that girl. Cause I know everyone's probably thinking, mm-hmm. oh, he's being that girl right now. He's like being pessimistic and cynical and like, and like, it's like, isn't it things aren't so much better for us now, but at the same time, it's like, I'm okay with the mainstream stuff, but we also have to have just as much stuff on the other end of the spectrum too. Yeah. And I feel like gay artists care more about, being part of that mainstream circle now than they care about making Mm -hmm. work. That's actually like interesting. I mean, that's why, you know, I get really excited by like a lot of like non-binary performers and things like that. Like, like, like Mm -hmm. music, at least I can't speak for movies really really yet, but music, it's like, we got like Eve Toomer and we've got like all these people Mm -hmm. that are like a hundred gecks where I feel like they're making, they're like being punk again. Like they're making me punk again, but it's like, it's not gay men. It's not us, honey. It's not us. No, baby. We are, we we're done. We're done. And that, you know, and that's okay. That's okay. Well, like, well, I say the most popular, I don't want to say popular. Like, no, I would say popular. Most popular, like queer artists, like amongst, I'd say like, not among the general population, but like in the Austin scene, it's like Orville Peck. Right. And like, I know far more straight people that like Orville Peck than gay people. I mean, I know gay people that like Orville Peck, but, but people, but I feel like they like him more cause he's Orville hot. Peck. He's so fucking yeah, hot. I mean, though. he is really fucking hot, but yeah. Have you ever seen his nudes? No. Send them to me. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think that that's what's going on. And I feel like movies, it's harder for movies to like go back into that punk rock state because they're so much more expensive to make than music. Yeah. And music is way more accessible to even make than ever before now. Mm-hmm. So we, we do have people like still being, but like, then you got someone like Bimini Bamboo Lash, who's literally a mainstream star that I still, that I actually think is breaking down boundaries. Yes. yes. So it's, Bimini it's possible. It's possible yeah. to be both punk rock and scene. Yes. So I don't know. I don't know. I think that like maybe we're being too easy on, on things because it's like I don't know like, 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 sh- like even like even like fucking like Pose has been fully caught by straight people. I know, but at least but I mean we got to give Pose her props. We get, we po- yeah. I mean I mean, I mean it's, it's a terrible show. It's Ryan Murphy. So <laughs> what do you expect? But um, I hope Pose. I'll finish it one day. Speaking of uh, Pose, is there anything gay about this movie? I think there's one very specific thing that's it's gay so about this movie. Because I, we was... agree. We agree. <laughs> like, we really agreed on this one. Like, I literally... Yeah, you tell the people the It was fully like... It's, I didn't have anything in this section of the notes, and then as soon as it happened in the movie, I was like... Yep. It's so funny that... Yeah. Well, so there's about 30 seconds left in the movie. Yeah. Hugh Jackman goes to get back... Uh, what's the name? Charity? Charity, yeah. Charity, and her father's like he's out. She's out of the ocean, and it cuts to Michelle Williams staring at the ocean with this cerulean scarf just flowing in the wind. I know. I literally looked at his just and go <laughs> mood. <laughs> so yeah. We're so when you, I saw that you had that. I was like, oh my god, perfect. <laughs> It was perfect. I literally like I have such a boner. Every gay man has a boner for sad women staring out into the distance and nature. Oh yes. I mean, God, that's Kelly Reichardt's entire, that's her steez. Yep, it really it's is. It's just women looking at stuff. It's just women looking at trees and stuff. <laughs> women be looking. Women be looking. 
And that's the thing is like, it's just like Rosa, you know, the legend that went away. Cause I guess she was problematic. You know, the Twitter girl with the makeup. And uh-huh. Remember her like mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, whatever but, happened to her. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think she like all out got called out for being racist or something. So, Oops. That's, but that's yeah, right. she um had this really funny, my favorite video she does is she goes, she goes, Hey, come here. She's like, are you gay? She's like, Oh my God, I totally knew it. You know how I knew? Cause you always be looking around and shit. <laughs> and I literally, when I saw that video, I was like, that is the thesis to being gay. Oh, we are always Jesus. looking around. Always We're always looking. like looking around, like just like who is she? Who's that? Who is it for threats? <laughs> for threats and also to make eye contact. I think, mm-hmm. like I think that's what it is. It's like we're like it's like oh, are you a faggot too? Oh, also someone if they're wearing tight jeans, you gotta take it a crotch look. And women look out into the distance longingly mm-hmm. because they are just filled with Thinking. repressed desire. So that's where we connect. We just be looking for different reasons, we but we're looking. looking. We look and men they just be looking at themselves, bitch. They're just looking inward. Up. Main mm-hmm. character syndrome to the max. <laughs> That's what P.T. Barnum does in The Greatest Showman. He look. He'd be looking. He'd be looking inside and, and going in the wrong, down the wrong path. And look what happened. <laughs> and then Keila said, I was like, watch out. And then they all almost die in a burning building. And it's all <laughs> your fault, sir. It's all your fucking fault. Fucking asshole. Um... That's about it for the gay. I don't know if this is gay, but I will present unto you. So in the This Is Me segment, so everyone's doing choreo. They're doing their, like, arms down and waving up and stuff like that. But there is a giant in the movie who's, like, eight feet tall or whatever, and he's dancing, but he's doing the exact same choreo. And he's in the very, very far back, but he's, like, five feet taller than everyone else. How is, I don't know if it's gay, but it's hilarious. <laughs> it's fucking funny. you just like, it looks funny. Because it's, like, you have this incredibly earnest, like, this is me, like, watch out, cause he rock And then you see this guy just, like, doing all these moves. <laughs> just, like, towering above everyone else. I think it's... Is there anything funny about this movie? That. That was funny. funny. I don't... I actually... I said earlier I wasn't sure if this was an actual gay movie, but I actually, like, am having a really hard time thinking of anything that's gay about this movie. Yeah. This movie might just be asexual. Um, I did, like, the little, like, Mildred Pierce Vita moment where the little girl was like, all the girls make fun of me because my dad runs the circus and I don't want to do ballet anymore. And she's, like, really ungrateful <laughs> and spoiled. And I was like, that is, that is gay a little bit. Yeah, that's gay. Oh, yeah. Like, that's very right. Vita Pierce tease. And I like that. I like Queen. that. Yeah, Queen Love Vita Pierce. Show. The most, mm-hmm. oh, legend. Bitch. What a Bitch. <laughs> I need to rewatch. I had that on Criterion. Mildred Pierce, that. the original, is amazing, but also the miniseries. Uh-huh. Evan Rachel Wood plays Vita in the miniseries. Uh-oh. It's directed by Todd Haynes. Uh-oh. And Uh-oh. she is a fucking monster. Like, if you think the girl that plays yes. Vita is a monster in the 40s version, Evan Rachel Wood is literally feral. She's so Love evil. It. It's amazing. <laughs> yes. Ugh, you have to watch it. Hell it's yes. on HBO Max. Uh, watch it. Everyone done, watch done. the Mildred Pierce miniseries. It's so good. Done. Speaking of recommending gay stuff. Right. Perfect. Perfect segue. Yeah. Oh, my oh, God. We're doing so good. Uh, we're going to our gay recommendation section. That's where we uh, recommend a movie that if you watch this movie and you went, fuck, this is straight. If you watch this movie and you went, watch out because here I come. And we'll give you a gay movie. Um, I, have, I don't know if it's gay. Okay. But it, it, if you want, it is psychotic and it has to do with the circus. And it's my beloved Dome 3. Dylan, <laughs> no one's going to watch this movie. Watch Dome 3. It's so much fun. D-H-O-O-M 3. Uh, it's like the Fast and the Furious, but Bollywood. Um, and three hours. And three hours long. And is 
incredibly problematic. Yep. And it takes a while for you to realize when it's problematic. And then whenever it happens. Oh, it happens. Mama, there's no turning back. You can't. The, the, <laughs> your Blu-ray player freezes up. You can't. Your controller stops working. It's like the ring. It's fully the ring. Yeah. You had to finish this movie. Um, it does have a, a, a motif that returns of Dumachale uh, that is very similar to Watch Out, But Here I Come. Um, but if you want like another musical, I mean, any just watch any fucking musical. Any literally any literally other any musical, musical that's ever existed. If I was gonna I was gonna recommend Repo the Genetic Opera. Stop. <laughs> watch that too. It's Do you fun. like gore? You like gore and musicals like- that are nonsensical. Okay, so you know how the music in Greatest Showman is bad? What if there were literally nine times more songs? And it was to nine times worse, actually. And nine times worse. But Paris Hilton was But Paris Hilton's in it, and it's about 45 minutes shorter. Yes. That's, that's the C's right there. I have kind of a chaotic choice. Oh, baby, let's go. I'm excited. Are you into circus aesthetic, but you want to watch actually something that's good about the circus? Oh, All baby, do me. I have a program for you? Baby. That would be HBO's Carnival. Fuck off. Yes, yes. Because yes, Carnival, yes. in case our listeners are not aware, was a underground hit show on HBO in the early 2000s that got canceled two seasons in on a cliffhanger mm-hmm. that never got resolved. It's got a great cast. It's got the guy from uh, In the Bedroom. <laughs> 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 Nick Stahl, I think, is his name. Um, it's got Clea Duvall. There's lesbians in it. There's sex in it. There's <laughs> actual people like that are like, quote unquote, circus freaks actually in the show acting. Mm-hmm. It's real people. And it's set during the Dust Bowl. And it yes. is fucking weird, depressing. And also God might be real on the show. I don't know. Yep. Oh, yeah. But it is it weird. Is a... It is fun. It is twisted. It's honestly, I think, maybe one of the greatest TV shows of all time. And everyone should watch it. Honestly, yes. Yes, 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 yes. What else has he done? Yeah, he who did that guy? That guy is literally... Oh, he, he did The Blacklist. Oh, God. I don't know anything about that show except that, like, Clive Owen is in it. You know who was in an episode of The Blacklist? And I swear to God, I'm not making this up. It was Liturgy. Stop. Stop. Carnival's incredible. Yeah, this poor guy really just didn't get to do too I much. I mean, yeah, he was like the executive producer or one of the Yeah, the Blacklist is on. the only big thing he's done since Carnival. So, um, Is it good? Know, no, it's terrible. It's an NBC show. So <laughs> I went to... Oh, James Spader. Um, okay, done. Yeah, no. I went to two, uh, I went to Comic-Con San Diego, the big one, the International Comic-Con uh, in San Diego two years, uh, in 2013 and 2014. And in 2014, the Blacklist had a, uh, had a, like, a, not a booth, they had this experience outside of the, okay, so if you've never been to San Diego Comic-Con, first of all, never go. It's, a, it's the worst experience I actually accidentally, I didn't go to Comic-Con, but my friend had her bachelorette party in San oh. Diego the weekend of Comic-Con without realizing so we went into the Poor city. Thing. It was a fucking nightmare. The hellscape. Yeah. Absolutely worst thing. Um, but imagine, so it's all in a conference, it's all in the conference center, but it's like, imagine if South by was in one building and it's all a bunch of fucking nerds. Um, and right outside it, cause it's like against the, it's on the ocean and a, uh, walking probably on the other side of like the train tracks, there's trains go against it. They have like some, uh, unofficial like pop-ups and stuff and they had a blacklist one and it was like this like secretive one in one out like shipping container thing they're in they're like okay 
got to go in and experience it. But what's going to happen on the other side? Huge line. I was like, I'm going to go to the fucking blacklist because it's hilarious. I went inside. All it was, I swear to fuck, I swear to God, it was a chair and like a, a like a thing that they projected James Spader sitting on. And then he just like monologued for a minute. And then Stop. you left. That's all it fucking was. That's though. hilarious. That's like performance that was, art. That's a that's an installation. It was. Uh, it truly was beautiful in art. I did. Um. I want my favorite. I promise I'll move uh, off of this after because we're uh, we're an hour and ten into this, yeah. but it's hilarious. Um. So I went to the gaze and comics panel because it's like the, it was like the longest running panel of all time at Comic Con and ever been there since like the eighties. Um, and I went and I didn't realize it was the last year they were doing it. And they had all these people. They had like um, the guy, Chip, I can't remember what his name is. He did uh, the Jurassic Park logo. He's like a really big, like really famous illustrator. They had um, Bechtel, Alison Bechtel speak there or whatever. And this guy was hosting and emceeing it. And he was like, okay, this is the last year I'm hosting this. Um, I've been hosting it since the very beginning. This is such an honor. Uh, before we leave, I wanted to share something with y'all that I made for you. And Samantha, when I tell you, this man had a slideshow that was just pictures of him in the Gaze of Comics panel, set to a song that he wrote and performed about the Gaze and Comics panel. Stop. That he wasn't singing live, he had it playing while he watched the slideshow of himself set to a song about himself sung by himself and that's camp that is amazing that is like the most main character syndrome thing i've ever heard in my entire life it's truly it's like that's how i want to go i I want to be i honestly wish i was that for myself as soon as it's over i want my seven minute slideshow i want someone to just snipe me just like a red red laser yeah just kill me just take me out love that wow Uh, wow 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 God, like I'm like that narcissist. Like I'm narcissistic, but I'm not like that narcissistic. And I'm like, I just really wish I could take that like extra leap. Oh, one day. Ugh. God. That'll be us, baby. That'll be us. Jealous. Jealous. That queen. (sighs) Well, I think we're at the end of the show. (laughs) 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 I'm gonna do it one more time. Watch out, cause here I come. Great song. I'm gonna watch it and listen to it. Um. As soon as we're done with this. We um, need to talk about the alternative soundtrack. Oh, we should have done an alternative soundtrack. But there's an alternative soundtrack to The Great Showman where like Pink sings Wait, a song is? and Sarah Borella sings a oh, song. Oh, God. Panic of the Disco does the first song. <laughs> Kelly Clarkson the does the um, the opera song. Ooh, I love Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> and then Kesha, Missy Elliott, and like somebody else do like the, the good one. Oh, God. Like the This Is Darkness. Me one. Isn't that funny? This Is Me. Oh god, I wanna I wanna look at that. So eh, I just wanna throw that here out. Here we go. <laughs> Thank, I, I'm gonna listen to it as soon as I get uh, to a uh, greatest showman reimagined. Oh god, it's all it's all terrible. Isn't it amazing? Willis, of course, years and years and Jess Glenn do something. Oh god. <laughs> I wish they could have gotten Fiona Apple to sing that sad song Michelle Williams sings at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking the cursed, most cursed thing is Pentatonics do the greatest show. Oh, yeah. Absolutely oh, yeah. blurst. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Pentatonics, it- my name is Dylan Garcia. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Dylan Garcia on Instagram and letterbox.garcid. 
and I'm Kirk Van Sickle, and you can find me on Litterboxd, Twitter, and Instagram at K-R-K-V-N-S-E-K-L-E. And then also don't forget to follow us on Straight People Movies on Instagram and Twitter. That's going to be S-T-R-8, as in the number, eight. P-P-L Movies. Come say That's hi. It. Talk to us. Come say hey. Yeah. Uh, Apple Podcasts is fucked for everyone, apparently, so uh, fuck them. Yes, yeah, stop listening to us on Apple Podcasts. You can listen on Anchor, on Spotify, on any other app. Really, I'm listening to us on uh, on uh, Overcast. That's what I'm listening to us on now. Yes, I listen to my own podcast. Yeah, hell yeah! Every single episode, one of the plays is me. Mm-hmm. Because I want to boost the numbers, um, which are in the thousands. Yes, in the thousands, baby. The thousands, baby. That's it. We're not going to tell you how many thousands or where that decimal is. Yep. There you go. That's it. <laughs> Tune in next week. Oh, to see without my eyes. And then fade. <laughs> and out came talk. Talk. Talk.